in good company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. And we're recording this episode at 8.05pm on a Thursday night and my three children are in their room, quietly, sort of, not really, asleep. So apologies if things go pear-shaped. But I just, we had this, I had this download and sometimes I, I've built in a lot of systems and I'm much better at planning, but sometimes those spontaneous ideas that you get, you just want to jump on them straight away. And so this idea that I had was about talking about stories that keep you stuck because we all have them. You and I have them, Carly, like every person roaming the earth is talking to themselves in their heads. But if you've got your own business and if you've got personal goals or things like that that you want to achieve and you keep on landing in the same damn place, there's stories you're telling yourself that are not real and they are absolutely your roadblocks. I'm not a big fan of using the word blocks. No, neither am I. Like blocks to everything. I do believe, I do know that there are certain thoughts that I have which are stories that I've made up mostly to keep me safe and mostly based on other people's ideas of me or of life or of business and um, stripping those back. It's so important or just getting consciously aware of them. If you're not aware of them as stories and you take them as truth, you're fucked. But we all do. We all do. We all have them. So, like, life is... We are. We are just a series of stories piled on each other, on on top of, you know, one layer on top of another. We are 100% made up of stories. And so the work that I've been doing lately has been working out that all these stories, they're all illusions. So, and if I can choose them, because we can choose our thoughts... Well, I'm just going to choose stories that that work for me because if I continue to say in the place of, hmm, I mean, I don't want to say excuses or, or the, the victim kind of mindset that we can go to, oh, easy for her or, oh, well, that wouldn't work for my niche or, oh, it's just because she was doing that before everybody else or, you know, all this sort of stuff. It's all just without getting aware that that's all made up in our heads, then it's just going to be the thing that keeps you in that same place because humans don't want to. Like we're, we were, you know, we've evolved to leave the cave, but it takes a lot of effort to do the leaving of the cave. Like we are. We're pain averse. We we're don't pain want averse people. We're survivalists. Oh, yeah. yeah. We want to like our brains are hardwired to keep us alive. Any form of danger and we're going to give ourselves reasons not to go there. But we have to get stronger than that. We have to get aware of that or else nothing will happen. Where have you sort of seen stories play out in your in your life that have kept you stuck? I mean, there was the big one about failure. Mm. 
That has been huge. I mean, the thing is, I've been working on removing these stories for a very a long decade? time. A, de- a decade, but all my life. Like we yeah. had this conversation last night. Like I have yeah. always been a questioner. It's, yeah. it's my nature. I was saying to you, you know, you I remember being that. like, yeah, <laughs> I remember being like 14 years old and in science class. I hated science. I was not, I'm not an academic. It's not. It's not who I am at all. Probably a story, but one that definitely, (laughs) yeah, but but one that definitely, like, I just have no interest in, Mm, but mm. I have no interest in, you know, uh, tracking down things and whatever, but I am, but I am a scientist in other ways, or I'm more an explorer or an adventurer. Anyway, I remember being like maybe 14 years old in a science lab with my teacher who found me very challenging <laughs> and I had, we oh, were having, being one of your teachers. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a, a kind of, I was a good student, but also just had too many questions, I think. Anyway, so I'd said to this teacher, how do we even know that we exist? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, good question, Carly. <laughs> Anyway, we had this really in-depth conversation about life and the universe and and how we don't really know that we exist. We just look at the evidence that we exist and, you know, and so that's kind of the person that I've always have been. And I lost that person for a little while there because it wasn't very socially acceptable and it certainly wasn't cool and I needed to fit in. So like the person in the cave hiding away from the lions and the tigers and the bears, oh my, I put on this uh, suit and stepped into a different role of me, one that uh, questioned in a different way. I was way more disruptive after that point and, and needed to be cool and accepted. So I created this version of me that um yeah that was more bravado and less just the inquisitive kid yeah it's so interesting because I'm like of course that's who you are and I was saying to mum the other day that I've done a lot of work on my um core values and all this sort of stuff and leadership keeps popping up and she's like yeah Uh, and I said oh well you know not as in like school cat she's like Lisa that your whole life and I was like mm, thank which you which is if also you a story just- in itself 100 percent, right? and we take on the stories mm. of other people I am the so inquisitive child I am I the, am I am the disruptor I am the I am I am I the am debater I am the this because mum would always say I can never win an argument against you Lisa and I just took it on mm. and uh anyway we some Friends have been saying they have this belief that they can't make money, make good money outside of corporate. And I was thinking about that this afternoon and I was thinking about how a story that I had told myself for years, years and years, two, one was that I wasn't a good worker because I was I was really successful in academia, so I did well in year 12, I did a double degree, I got into honours, did my honours, got a first class result, got a a scholarship to do a PhD. 
quit that after six months because it was, I mean, what the hell? I was on humanitarian intervention and I was 23. I didn't actually know how the world worked. I was, at least I was self-aware enough to know that. <laughs> and also academia was boring. I needed more talking. And, but then I went and got these really random jobs. Like I worked in a factory. I worked for an events company, like just checking the letterbox and stuff. And uh, then worked, I was doing MYOB at a, in an office. And then I, and then I got the chance to do some really cool work and I, and I did well. It was my project though. I created it. So I wanted it and I was accountable to it and I loved it. It was that TV show. And then I kind of drifted again. We moved to Sydney. I drifted. I couldn't, I didn't like working for the not-for-profit. It was way too slow for me. Um, so I was working for myself again, but I'd kind of faff about the day. I, I didn't, I'd condition myself to, t I, I told myself a story that I wasn't a good worker, number one, and then that I wasn't a good worker if I didn't have deadlines. And so I, I, I just, I lived this story. So when it came to even selling Thermomixes <laughs> when I was doing that, a great little thing to be doing, but I didn't actually do the work. I just wanted to be in front of people talking. It's the whole reason I did that job and to get out of the house a bit with young kids. But I didn't do any of the admin. I never handed in my paperwork, not even once, because the story is I'm, I'm not a good worker. I don't follow through. And when it came to building my online business, once again, for two years, I was just like, I'm not too sure what this is. I could try an ebook. I could do with this. I could do with that. I'm not a good worker. I never follow through. Nothing's ever going to happen here until something just did and I was accountable to people. So then the story was I'm, I, I only work when I'm getting paid or when people expect something from me and I still work to that story that I needed deadlines. So I was always working to the last minute, always. and. Like until very recently, in fact, and I'm just recognizing that all of that was an illusion. It was based on past behaviors, but that those behaviors were done where we, we were changing all the time. And I, I'm like, what the hell? I, I, I just kept those stories that I'm not a good worker, that I only can, um, I was only successful in academia, like the rest of my life, I'd basically just sort of said it was going to be a piece of shit, like I peaked too early. That was another one of my stories. I've peaked too early and everything's downhill from here. So if this sounds weird for me to be saying this and you're sitting there watching my business grow and hearing, you know, where things are at right now, just know uh, stories kept me stuck for a very long time. And, and it was only action yes, that took me out of it. Because those stories end up creating a reality for you, right? Oh. So, for example, we jumped on a call with one of our mastermind ladies yesterday mm. and she struggles with consistency, which was one of my stories, <laughs> which we've talked, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. My story was I couldn't be consistent at anything. And then I started making my bed and it changed my world because it was like, now I'm making my bed. I'm doing it every day. That's consistent. 
And then I just moved that out into the rest of my life. So it was like, well, if I can consistently show up at doing my bed every day, then I consistently can do my podcast. And so I've consistently produced a podcast for almost three years, week in, week out. It was just a story. So I've been producing a podcast every week for three years, and it was just a story holding me back. But here's the thing, right? What ends up happening to these stories and to this thing that we're resisting? So, you know, so it's like I have this story about consistency, so I'm not showing up consistently. It kind of becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy because the reason that you're not showing up consistently is because for me, you know, uh, a bit afraid of failure. So I don't go all in on things because I don't want to go all in and then have it fail because at least while I'm going half in, I'm protecting myself from the hurt of real failure and I can carry on this story of my mediocrity, which creates this reality for me, which is all about mediocrity and failure and, and, and inconsistency. So how did you bust it? How did I bust it? Well, it started with the bed. I mean, the thing is, I think sometimes we're looking for something that's just like fixed. Yes. These things take, this is an onion. You are an, a living, breathing onion <laughs> and, and a never ending onion, like a, like a gobstopper kind of onion, <laughs> never ending gobstopper <laughs> onion. Gross, right? <laughs> but there's like so many layers to us and we've got all the, all the layers of everything that we ever learned about ourselves and how we operate in this world from when we were even too young to be able to figure out what was sarcasm what was mm. pretend what mm. you know we what was someone else's shit yeah that we, took we didn't have the filters only. so we just no. took it all on as truth yeah and and then for me this last decade has been a unpeeling of each layer and so the consistency thing was really just about me showing up consistently at something changing that story slowly through evidence yep same as same as me but do you I think it's also sometimes we can get in a habit and habits are so hard to break and you know how we just walk this well-worn path and I talked to small steppers you know I did a live in there I think it was last night where we were just I was just talking about how you know don't you don't have to just completely burn down no, the way that things are because there's right actually now. nothing wrong with where you are and what like, you're doing right now. Exactly, there, there has yes. to be a level of acceptance of that before change can happen. Yeah, and just take like I use the example of um, you know there being a big grass field, and you know our brain just likes to walk that path that yeah we've worn neural down. pathways. Yeah, it's just neural pathways. That's what it is, and we just we want to get to the. The, the other side, the forest, it's happy there. But instead of just thinking I'm ne I can never take that path again and starting to break down a new one where, you know, like creating new habits is so, it's just so hard and, and it takes time and it's, it's an effort and you can't rely on willpower like we've spoken to Nikki Smith before. It's a whole idea of mini experiments. But I'm like as you're walking down your normal path, just grab something off the tree and try it. Or, you know, get a few more steps ahead. And if you yeah. feel like skipping along, just skip for a little while. Who cares? Just no one's watching. Just have a go. Experiment. Just, yeah. you know. I heard um, I heard a really great, I can't remember where I heard this, uh, a really great exercise that you can do. 
just to just to highlight how well worn those pathways are and to create some more flexibility in your brain so that you're not just automatically shooting cuz i mean half the battle is becoming aware of our thoughts right and having some level of self-awareness so we can catch ourselves before we head down that well-worn path. But a really great way to make your brain more malleable is get something that you do every single day. Say you drop the kids off at daycare every day or what, you know, an act like that. Find a number of different ways to do that one thing. Wow, like shower. So like go instead. So one day you might drive there. One day you might drive a different way there. One day you might skip there. One day you might pick flowers along the way. One day you might go walk backwards so that you're getting one thing that you do all the time and you're just trying to find as many different ways that you could do that thing, which just makes your brain open up more to possibilities. So instead of you doing your Facebook Live and sitting there shooting yourself and do just, you know, all the nerves happening and whatever, try something different. One thing I think I mentioned in the last podcast when I was backstage waiting to come out at One Day in Byron Bay, I was like, okay, well, I want to be really present in this. I've learned to belly breathe. That's my thing. I do big, deep belly breaths just to make sure that I'm in my body. And then I just repeated to myself, I am enough. 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 Just so I couldn't hear that voice that wanted to Mm. counter argue with Mm. me on that. Mm. Mm. Don't negotiate with that terrorist. Yeah. So just Mm. like trying different things, knowing how you show up to something and then shifting that up. Yep. Just so that then, yeah, you have more elasticity or. And it's, it's just giving yourself a chance to create new stories. Yeah. But stories that serve you. Yeah. So just just like opening your mind to options. Even the idea that we do things one way the same time all the time is a story. Yeah. Like it is all stories. And when you, when you really start to open up to that and like you've been doing this work for years, but it's only really just been sort of really recently for me, I guess. And it all started with taking responsibility was when I really started for me too. Oh, I just, everything in my whole life has changed since I took responsibility for it. And I'm starting to see things for what they are instead of what I was telling myself they meant or just being constantly triggered by certain things and going down a particular rabbit hole. I, that responsibility and that knowing I am the creator of all the things. Yeah. And, and this, but this stories thing is one I, I wanted to, to talk about because I feel like if everyone listening just thought about one particular thing that they take as a truth about themselves that's keeping them stuck somewhere and can just see it for what it is, which is just this illusion, this, and illusions aren't real, then, then maybe just being aware of it will mean they don't take it as truth and they yeah. allow themselves the opportunity to create a brand new story. Absolutely. And one I have mentioned, uh, I think maybe on this podcast, but definitely on Carlosophies, one thing that uh, really works for me, and that is being the observer. So I use it at my retreats where we sit and do a you know, a hands-on task that they haven't done before and being the observer of you doing that task, listening for the voices. 
that come into your head. If you can be the observer and you can find those stories, then you absolutely have the power to change them. But if you're just accepting life as the status quo, you're not taking ownership of what you're creating, then nothing is going to change. You're just going to be keep going down those same old paths that lead you to the same old shitty places. We have choice. We have choice. Another huge, big lesson. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm um I'm accompanied now by my five year old who <laughs> lost her first tooth today and is showing me it in the glass and there's some issue going on about it in the bedroom with her older brother. So I think it's time we'll to wrap sign that out, up. Ali. <laughs> yeah. This is not a bedtime story. This is real life. <laughs> anyway, bust your stories. Yeah, bust your stories. Till next week. Bye. for sticking around see you next monday remember to subscribe and keep good company